you are staying at the charming town of Traveler's Rest. This picturesque little town is tucked in between the mountains of South Carolina, and as the name implies, it was often a place for travelers to take a break from their long journey and enjoy the old Main Street USA charm of this adorable town. Long, scenic walking paths follow the trails left by train tracks that crisscrossed the south. You, like those before you, stop here for a respite from the road and a bite to eat at the delightful Whistle Stop restaurant. Here, between bites of famous fried green tomatoes and admiring the train engine turned pizza oven, you discuss attractions with your waitress. She casually mentions Poinsett Bridge as a lovely spot to visit and conveniently neglects to tell you that the oldest bridge in South Carolina is haunted. Because of course it is. Here I would like to mention that in making this podcast to discover new things about my new home in the South, I actually discovered something new about myself. I have no danger radar. This doesn't, you know, doesn't every scary movie ever say that a woman's intuition makes them more sensitive to spirits and creepy stuff like that? Well, not this girl. Doing research for this show has shown me that many, if not most, of the places my husband and I have explored for fun or just a weekend away from the city have turned out to be haunted. Some of them very, very haunted. And did my intuition raise any red flags? Did goosebumps crawl up my arms? Nope. Nothing. I was so distracted by how cute it was when my golden doodle slid on her tummy like a penguin down the smooth, slippery stone bottom of Little Gap Creek that no sense of dread ever swept over me. The Gothic stone arch is absolutely beautiful and seemingly out of nowhere in its neat little place tucked in between the mountains and the lush woods, and it was all so beautiful and fun that no sense of dread or foreboding ever swept over me. I'll be honest, many of the locations I talk about are places that I have gone to, had a lovely day, and only found out in my research afterward that they're haunted. So I dig deeper into the story and pick the picture from my trip that best matches it as episode art. But I've genuinely never been afraid of any of the places I have visited. I knew about the Gray Man before we went to Polly's Island and Julia Legree before I visited her grave, but in every other spooky story, I found out it was haunted only after the fact and was completely unspooked by the place we had visited. Magnolia Plantation, White Point Garden, Boone Hall, Middleton Place. I knew all these places were old, but I never would have said haunted until after the fact. Maybe I need to get that checked out. Can you reboot your survival instinct? <laughs> oh well. As I mentioned, this lovely stone bridge, again, see the episode art, spans the 14-foot distance over Little Gap Creek. The water is only a few inches deep at this point, so the size of the ornate bridge seems a little overdramatic. I drive through deeper water downtown whenever it rains, but the creek does create a deep little valley that must have caused terrible trouble for travelers, so they bridged it. This little bridge looks like a leftover from the Rivendell scenes in Lord of the Rings, but is rated one of the 30 most haunted places in the United States. Like I said, no danger radar. It was built in 1820, about 20 minutes outside of Traveler's Rest, as part of the busy road that stretches between Charleston and Greenville into North Carolina. This was the most direct major roadway between these cities, though, as the owner of the Ghost Dog of Goshen learned, it was best to stick to the road when traveling from Charleston in those days until you arrived in the appropriately named Traveler's Rest. The bridge was named after U.S. Ambassador to Mexico, Joel Roberts Poinsett, who was a physician and a botanist responsible for bringing us the poinsettia flower. The bridge, 
is thought to have been designed by Robert Mills, the same man who designed the Washington Monument, as it is in his distinct style and plans for a very similar bridge were found in his name, but no one knows for certain. But let's be honest, that's not what you're here to talk about. You want to talk about the spooky stuff. You want ghosts. So let's go! When visiting the bridge, my husband and I made the cardinal sin of visiting during the day, because again, we didn't suspect that it was haunted. My husband once asked why ghosts are thought to be so much more active at night. My thought was that perhaps they're not. Perhaps we're just more likely to perceive what is there all day as the light fades and we're less distracted by all the things we can no longer see and let our other senses take over. Or perhaps there are no ghosts and our childhood fears of the dark make our imaginations play tricks on us. Neither story applies to whatever is haunting the Poinsett Bridge. These creepy creeps exclusively work the night shift. When ghost hunters stop here at night, they tend to see glowing orbs floating all around the bridge. You know, ghost orbs. They tend to show up in photos taken in haunted places after the fact. Well, these guys are a little unusual in that they don't just show up in the photos, but in real space and tend to be red, white, or green. People also claim to see the silhouette of a man wandering around the bridge at night, but instead of the image being cast in shadow, he's formed by the mist of Little Gap Creek. As the ghost hunter or other hauntee has decided that they've had enough and return to their vehicle, they find that their engine won't start. The car is completely dead. For no reason at all. The battery has died and they're trapped at Poinsett Bridge. They look up to see the light of one of the ghost orbs slowly bobbing towards them in the air. They're frustrated, trapped, and cornered. Their car refuses to move. As the light bulb gets closer and closer, they hear a piercing scream tear through the air. Whew, that was creepy stuff. <laughs> As with most scary places, there are multiple stories about what went wrong here to leave this kind of scar in the land. One of the most common include that several masons that were responsible for building the arch passed away due to malaria during the building. Both malaria and yellow fever love to pop up in almost all of my southern stories, and this week it's malaria. You know, they're my, my frequent guest hosts, I guess. We have no record of bodies being buried in the bridge, and as I mentioned during the immurement portion of my London Bridge episode, I think that the empty spaces left as the bodies decomposed would not be great for a bridge's structural integrity. I'm not an architect, I'm not even good at math, but that just doesn't seem like a good equation to me. However, we do have record that 40 to 50 workers were hospitalized due to illness during the three to four week building process of the bridge. So there was malaria involved with the building, but I think that since the bridge has lasted this long, we can safely say that it's made of stones and not people. The headless body of a man who was shot on the bridge is also said to wander the area since he was shot in 1861 why he has no head if he was shot, I have no idea. Talk about overkill. Maybe he's just like really dramatic and likes to scare people. Who knows? An enslaved man is, was thought to be murdered here, but no one has any specifics on that story. The details are so vague on this man that I wouldn't mention it were it not for the fact that he is mentioned in every source I pulled up research for for the episode, but only that he exists. There's no real clarification, no real story, just that he's an enslaved man who haunts the bridge. So I figured he deserved a mention since he's in every source, but there's really not a lot of detail on him like I like to find in these kind of stories. Also, 
it's almost always the case that there are also rumors about an ancient Indian burial ground that was disrupted by the bridge as well. But honestly, I grew up in the late 80s and early 90s, and that was kind of the go-to explanation for every haunting in every form of spooky media, and it gets a massive eye roll from me whenever there's no concrete proof such as documentation, recovered remains, or burial mounds. My mockery of this explanation is not because I think it's okay to disturb anyone's remains, nor do I deny that anyone's remains that are disrespected earn that person the right to have a little post-mortem vengeance. It's just that it was the go-to explanation in so many forms of spooky media for so long that it kind of feels like the go-to explanation for things that don't have an explanation. It always seemed like the ghost story version of Deus Ex Machina for hauntings for me. What do you think? Have you ever visited Poinsett Bridge or Traveler's Rest? It truly is a beautiful, beautiful area, and I would definitely recommend giving it a look. Just don't visit the bridge at night.